The COVID-19 virus has taken over newscasts, casual conversations, and yes, coffee shop talk, albeit distanced. But understanding how the virus actually works is a whole other matter. Uh, John Paul Singh is a Ph.D. student at the U of Regina, and with the supervision of Patrick Neary, Singh has included my family in his investigation. Uh, now, many of our listeners and friends know, shortly after my wife was stars airlifted to Regina General on October 3rd, we were contacted to see if we would be willing to participate in a study of the COVID impact. Uh, so I'm happy to say that today my wife, Jeanette, uh, will be returning home for the first time since she was hospitalized, and she will be continuing monitoring peri- periodically to help uh, complete the data on her COVID experience. Uh, so uh, I spoke both to uh, Patrick Neary and Jod Paul Singh as they explained the scope of the study. So specifically, we're using a little device um, that uses seismic activity, and it attaches right on the chest of uh, the participants for one minute. And this device is able to tell us exactly how the heart is functioning. So what we do is we can take a look at the valve function of the heart, and from that we can see how hard and how long the heart is contracting, how long is it relaxing for, And those kinds of parameters that are really becoming more and more important to assess in uh, people who do test positive for SARS-CoV-2. And, uh, you know, some of these uh, parameters can be uh, very, very important in determining, you know, the progression of the disease as well. So you are a Ph.D. candidate, is that correct? A Ph.D. student, yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, So... And so we have Pat Neary on the line with us. Uh, so, Patrick, are, you are the advisor to to Joe on this? Yes, that's correct, Jack. Um, so I'm a faculty member in uh, kinesiology and health studies at the uh, University of China. And as uh, Joe mentioned, um, there was an opportunity to apply for some research funds through uh, through MyTech, which is a Canadian government organization, and it was matched with another company that is developing this small cardiac sensor. And the cardiac sensor, as Joe mentioned, is just placed on the chest, and we can look at what we call the functional changes. And again, Joe described that very well how the uh, the heart is contracting and, uh, you know, how the blood is moving through the heart, how the valves are opening and closing. And as Joe also reflected on the fact that COVID-19 has a really, really, really uh, difficult effect uh, on, on the heart itself as well. It, it really does affect the heart as well as the lungs and, and some other tissues in the body. And last summer we did a project in our lab and we, we put people in an environmental chamber which had a lack of oxygen in it. And we noticed the same thing, that there was this change in cardiac or heart function when we put them at altitude. So, of course, when COVID came along, we knew that COVID had an effect on the lungs and getting the oxygen into the body. So Joe and I put our heads together and we came up with this idea that why don't we apply for this research funding to look at the effects of COVID on the heart. And uh, and during that time, there were also some other projects and studies just being out in February, March, April of uh, this year to show that the heart actually was really affected. So, uh, so it was very timely for us <clears throat> to to use this opportunity to collect some um, 
and COVID uh, data and its effects on heart. So is there anything we can say now about what those effects are? Uh, from from our perspective and the research that we're doing, uh, it's a bit too early. We have got some COVID patients through, and, and Jill would have a better idea on how many uh, patients we actually have. And, uh, and, and what we're hoping is that anybody that is listening out there today who would be interested in volunteering for a study who has COVID or is negative for COVID, um, who may have some cardiac problems, would be very, very happy to uh, enroll people into this study. But but I'm going to shift over to Joe, and Joe might be able to answer that question better as far as the number of people that we actually have, although I'm not sure what we can say about uh, our results at this stage. Okay, yeah, Joe, so it's still uh, very early to state uh, too much about the results, but you know we are uh, collecting data on an ongoing basis. We have roughly uh, eight to nine uh, uh, COVID patients at the moment, um, and of course, you know we're looking at people who have tested positive before, uh, like Patrick was mentioning, and um, you know that kind of information is always valuable as well, right? To compare and see what the changes are, if there's any prolonged changes, um, and then we can compare that to. Uh, acute patients as well, so those who are currently um, positive patients. Okay, so uh, my training compels me to push a little harder to both of you when you, because you've already said there were effects that you noticed from COVID-19. So, uh, is there any clue at all you can give me that would say, "Ha, huh, we should uh, we should study this"? Um, well. From previous research, uh, you know, both uh, the right ventricle and the left ventricle have shown to um, ha- have shown some impairment. Um, you know, uh, things like left ventricular ejection fraction, uh, decrease in that have been common findings. Um, but those are more uh, studies that weren't conducted by us. So we're building on some of those studies. All right. Now, my wife, uh, Jeanette, who is one of your studies, uh, is is a person with a a uh, pacemaker. And that's because of an irregularity, I gather, in her heartbeat from time to time. Does does that uh, impact or does that play into your study at all? Yeah, if I can answer that, and then Joe can certainly add in as sure. well. It certainly it certainly does, Jack. And and as you know, that people with uh, problems, cardiac problems, are certainly more compromised than those that are not uh, when they're subjected to COVID. So one of the things that we're also interested in doing is is looking at a variety of different types of cardiac problems, such as atrial fibrillation or congestive heart failure or, or even COPD. Um, uh, obstructive pulmonary um, disorder. Um, so, so all of these uh, sort of lung heart issues are really, really related to each other. And so, what we would like to do is see whether or not does the COVID heart take on characteristics similar to an atrial fibrillation heart, or a congestive heart failure heart, or a heart that is having problems pumping the blood out of the ventricle, and, and that has either systolic, what we call systolic, or diastolic dysfunction. Um, I think most people are familiar when you go to your doctors and take your blood pressure. 
There's a high number and a low number. The high number is the systolic pressure. The low number is the diastolic pressure. So we can take those pressures. And so we're very interested to make a comparison with a normal heart, like hopefully you and I have, um, that the, the pathological heart, you know, the heart that has had some difficulty related to either lifestyle or genetics, and then again, look to see what's happening with that COVID heart. And does it take on characteristics similar to some of these? And as Joe mentioned, there have been some public studies already that have used um, a, a medical tool, a device called echocardiography. And echocardiography measures the timing of these different events of the heart. So there you have it. Uh, uh, as we say on the program, all you ever wanted to know, uh, just scratch to scratch there, as we do with most of the topics. Uh, Patrick Neary and uh, Jod Paul or Joe Singh uh, from the University of Regina, a uh, couple of really fine gentlemen. And, uh, uh, yeah, we'll tell you more about uh, that study on another program. And we thank our buddy Harry Siemens, who always uh, chirps in with us, uh, from uh, Winkler, Manitoba, and the, the new kid on the rock here, Joe for joining uh, my usual wizard, uh, Jordan. Imagine having two wizards at your disposal. It's On the Land from The Rock. I'm Jack Dawes. Thanks for listening to All You Ever Wanted to Know. If you or your organization would like to appear on the program, call Jordan at 306-786-7625. All You Ever Wanted to Know, only on The Rock, 98.5.